0: And I'm still talking, and I'm still talking, and I'm still talking. How's that? That's better. All right, and and I am doing good. I'm all doing right. good volume wise. You're doing good volume wise. All right, we're all good. right. Here we go. All right, we're good. We're good to go. All right, good to go. Good to good to good to go So Now, good to go. Which was you remember that was the Go Go movie. Remember, there was one go-go movie, and it was good to go. It was called Good to Go, and Man, I thought not know there was. Look it up. It was no, called. I, look it up. <laughs> I was not one. Good it to... was called Good to Go, and it was the go-go movie, and it was it was the hip-hop go-go movie. Like so, so it was called Good to Go. It may have been EU. Are you out of your mind? Are you got it? You got it? Out of your mind. Good to go. There it is. Also titled as Short Fuse. There it is. Is a 1986 crime thriller. That's right. Written and directed by (laughs) Blaine Novak and stars. And stars art. Garfunkel <laughs> as a beat journalist pursuing a murder investigation with the Washington DC scene in the backdrop. There Are it is. You there it is. Good to go. Are you good kidding? to go? It was the go. It was the go go movie. It was all the hip hop movies, and somebody said we should make a go go one. Yeah, son. You don't know nothing about go go. You don't know nothing about go go Philly. I'm from Baltimore, so I don't know a whole lot about Go-Go, but I was right next to D.C. Wait a minute. I'm reading... <laughs> Art Garfunkel. Yes, First of all, yes. Art Garfunkel. Art Garfunkel. Of... What was the name of the... Because the, the, it was Garfunkel and... Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. The, the, the legendary duo behind the music of The Graduate. Yes. Art Garfunkel, him of the soulful uh, falsetto, I believe. Sure, why not? <laughs> I, I wouldn't have a Simon and Garfunkel fan. He stars as S.D. Blass. A, <laughs> a beat journalist for the Washington Daily Tribune. That's right. Because the Washington Post wouldn't let them attach their name to this. His editor-in-chief pressures him to deliver more featured stories as it's been too long since Blast has had a decent article printed. He reaches out to Matthew Harrigan, Harris Eulin, a detective for the Washington Metropolitan Police Department looking for a good story to pursue. And learns about a nurse that was raped and murdered on her way home after working the night shift at Washington Metropolitan Hospital. <laughs> Obviously, nobody would lend their name to anything going on. We've now spent more time talking about good to go than anyone associated with good to go. However, <laughs> unbeknownst to Blast, yes, the detective had fabricated the police report. Mm, dirty cop, and replaced the primary and placed the primary blame on Go Go music and its concert goers. Yes, thus, which Blast, if you've ever been to a Go Go, it does get real wild in there. Saw them drums. Yes, <laughs> thus, Blast <laughs> takes the story and publishes it in the Washington Daily Tribune with the title. Nurse murdered at a go-go, music and drugs blamed for violence. In jungle drums. <laughs> you don't know nothing about go-go. You from Philly. No, I don't. I'm from Baltimore. I just know a little bit about go-go. He was right next door to me. I, 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 I don't know anything. about And I know bad black movies of the 80s. Yeah, apparently <laughs> you're the one that brought this piece yeah up. good to go oh my god man <laughs> oh my god little beats an up-and-coming conga player one of the max's <laughs> go-go fans who plays him who plays little beats uh it doesn't say who plays okay oh my god wait a minute listen to, listen to these name reginald daltrey okay plays little beats okay little beats has an older brother called chemist who was once a promising college student majoring in chemistry. However, he started (laughs) using illegal drugs, primarily PCP. Irony. A.K.A. Love Boat. Oh, oh yeah, that love boat. That's right. They take that love boat, sprinkle it into marijuana. (laughs) And is now robbing and stealing to finance his drug addiction. As one does. He also hangs with Mr. Ain't. (laughs) <laughs> played by Fred Braithwaite <laughs> and his street crew as they travel around the city wreaking havoc, including the rape and murder of the nurse. Oh, no. <laughs> that go was a no-no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, good to go. Oh, my Lord. This is insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is insane. Okay, well. (laughs) Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of Good to Go. (laughs) I've never heard of that movie. Yeah. And I never want to talk about it again. (laughs) Would that be considered a black film? I don't know. I actually don't remember any. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Good to Go. I just remember it was the Go-Go movie. I, that can't be a black film that can't be considered a black film I mean you know I think it's one of those things like you can tell just from the script like like Art Garfunkel is the main character and then all the black people just sort of serve as window dressing and right you know ambiance exactly so they, they are the backdrop they are the backdrop okay but, but I am good to go and so <laughs> am I <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble, and as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams, it's All Soul, Wednesdays 8 to 10 on gtownradio.com. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will be reviewing from 2013, Will Smith and Jaden Smith in After Earth. After Earth. Um movie that was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. But not written by him. No. Which is uh, very telling at that place in time. But we'll get into that. Yes, <laughs> yes, we will. In a little bit. Uh, <laughs> as first, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we like to get into the feedback that people bring to us via email at MichelleMission at gmail.com, via Twitter at Mi- MissionMichelle, at uh, Facebook at MichelleMission, as well as in the Facebook group um, under the same name, Michelle Mission, where Vince, thankfully, due to my uh, crazy schedule, has been very busy keeping conversations uh, banging out. I've said it for almost two years now. The Michelle Missionaries are people that like, I actually would like to hang out with. And you have been hanging out And we're kind of doing it digitally. Yes. And I think that's cool. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Uh, we're up to 196 members in the group. Boy, if and- we could only get four more, we'd have a solid 200. And then 50 more would be 250. And so on and so forth. So why don't y'all tell your friends? Please do. Tell your neighbors. Tell your mamas and your daddies. Your sisters and your brothers. Your aunties and your uncles and your cousins. I mean Thanksgiving is this week. So this seems like a perfect time to bring yeah. people into the fold exactly as you're sitting around the thanksgiving table tell them about you know you've been listening to this really dope podcast with yes two guys from philly they get it in they talk about movies they talk about black films they talk about movies that we haven't even heard all the movies that you're bringing to watch on thanksgiving is because we suggested them to you <laughs> <laughs> yes but Oh yeah, yeah, all right. We yeah. suggested some movies that sure. would be good for Thanksgiving. We we have. This would be a wonderful time to watch the Monkey Hustle sitting next to Big Mama. There you go. <laughs> you know what? This would be the time to the watch Monkey the Hustle mo- with also. Big Mama. Did we do Big? We haven't done Big Mama. No, I'm in Big Mama. year. oh, you Big. You're, you're a Big you're Mama. Big Mama, right? Here you go. Anyway, uh, Greg Sims yes it's uh he's he he loves the facebook group yes yes he wrote that two years ago this movie was released and knocked me on my ass and that film would be michael p jordan sylvester stallone yeah creed yeah yeah i mean like you I had a li- good exchange about creed and- i like creed yeah oh yeah but i don't know did did it really knock people on on their ass i mean i'm looking to hear you said that it was so much better than it had any right to be exactly which uh, Andre Carrington also agreed. Absolutely. Um, well, why do you say that it, it shouldn't have worked? It shouldn't have worked. Like When you look at the math, we're going to make a movie mm-hmm. about a dead character from the Rocky series mm-hmm. who has a never before mentioned son. That's true. Never, never mentioned before. And the film is going to be about the son. There's no way that's supposed to work. And I think part of the reason that people liked it so much is because you took something that never should have worked and it worked. We were talking before we start recording. It reminds me um, a few years ago, Macy Gray remade Talking Book. The Stevie Wonder album. The Stevie Wonder album Talking Book. She remade it track to track. Now, let that just sink in. If this is your first time hearing about it, let that sink in. That Macy Gray took Talking Book and remade it. See, here's the thing. I like Macy Gray. I really do. I love Macy Gray, but I think Macy Gray is best doing Macy Gray stuff. Like, Macy Gray doing not Macy Gray does not sound like a formula that would work. And Macy Gray... like. I don't know who does Stevie Wonder and it works like I have very rarely, like off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone who has remade some Stevie Wonder, and I haven't thought you should have just saved your time. Really? Now I'm going. I'm going to throw one at you. Go ahead, and I know you're going to smack me in the face. Right I am. Jodeci. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Lately. Let me tell you about Jodeci. Late. This is actually one of my triggers. <laughs> The problem with Jodeci remaking lately is that these Negroes didn't actually listen to the lyrics. Lately is this melancholy, amazingly sad, and heartbreaking moment in this man's relationship. Yes. Where he's realizing it's over. Yes. It is sad. It is subdued. It is introspective. Yes. Casey and JoJo sweaty ooh, doing that jo- Jodeci stuff doesn't make any sense. But that's how they Yes, that's how they sing. But that's how, also how they sing. But that is also how that generation pines for a woman. No. That's just what Jodeci does. <laughs> like that's just how Jodeci sang everything. <laughs> okay, that's true. So, but Macy Gray remakes this album and it's not the best album on earth. Right. Like it really is a curiosity more than anything else. Okay. But she kind of pulls it off. Like it's okay. Like you listen to it and it's like like you listen to the first song and you're like, "Okay, all right." And then the second song comes on and you're like, "All right." And then you realize that she's done all I think it's like 10 songs on that album. Yeah, it's it's a solid it's a tight Like album. she's done all 10 songs and she didn't embarrass herself. And she didn't embarrass you. So now you love it. Well, here's the thing. See, Mason Gray has a very uh, uh, an earthiness to, her, to yes, her sound. Yes, a distinctive which, voice. A very distinctive voice, which then when she sings and really leans into a song, makes it sound very earnest. Yes. Which I could see lending itself to actually being able to pull off a re- remaking of a Stevie Wonder song. Maybe not. no, In no way do I think that she would be like on par or even superior? No. But I could see see her pulling it off and actually um, I had said because we were talking about this earlier, I said I could see her maybe remaking Inner Visions but actually in my mind when I said Inner Visions... You were thinking about Talking Book. The cover I was thinking was Talking Book because Talking Book is superstition and um... Uh, Superstition and uh, 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 oh, I just had the other song in my head. Uh, uh, you're the sunshine of my life. Uh, you and I is on there. Mm-hmm. Tuesday Heartbreak which is one of my favorite Stevie Wonder songs. I could see her killing Tuesday Heartbreak. She she does a because good. Because that's like that got that electronica. She does a solid job. Tuesday Heartbreak. Seem to be unfair Cause you say That you found Another woman Tuesday break heart huh? Guess you just don't care solid job. And I think that's Creed. Like, I love Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan Kugler is, is moving towards being a great director at this moment. Like, there are moments in Creed where you see the greatness starting to peek through. Like, this is a direct... Like, he's... You, you know, like, Fruitville Station was a solid film. Mm-hmm. And then this, there are parts of Creed where... Oh, Ryan Coogler might be a great director one day. Is there any one scene you can maybe point to or stands out in your head? I thought the sort of you know, and I hate I hate when people use this type of phraseology with young black men because it's so loaded. But I think the remix of the Rocky training sequence, okay, with Michael B. Jordan, okay, and they're playing Kendrick Lamar, yeah, and he's in North Philly because you know, I, you know, we I talked about it a little bit on 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 the group. I could sit here and talk about the Rocky series for two hours, quietly. Really? That's Tawana's favorite movie series. Oh, I'm I'm a huge fan of the Rocky series. But I think where Rocky depicts a very specific type of mythic Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. like that white working class Philadelphia that those of us who aren't from Philadelphia, like we see and we think of Philadelphia— I thought Ryan Kugler did a great job depicting a black working class Philadelphia. Okay. And you know, when you saw me you say, you know, we filmed it in North Philly. Um, you and I have talked about Max's before. And, you know, and I have to say, I'd always heard about Max's, but I don't know if I actually went to Max's. Oh, okay. Until Creed. And and it and you know, is it's the brothers on the on the on the on the four-wheelers, and there's the and, and that sequence. Where it's it fits into Rocky, it fits into hip-hop, it fits into this film. I did. I said, oh, Ryan Coogler might be a great director one day. Like, this is actually something going on. So, okay. again, it's like the fact that Creed worked made me love Creed maybe more than, you know, the film itself merits. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Creed. Ken Garth said that after watching this excellent movie I watched the original Rocky for the first time on AMC and I was amazed I could see why it won awards back in the day Creed and Rocky in his opinion are the best movies in the series I think that goes without saying to me only because Rocky 2 is still a good is a good movie It, it is but in very in, in, but there's a whole lot of Rocky 2 that is beat for beat Rocky 1 I. I think Rocky Balboa is better than Creed Rocky Balboa, the last film in the Rocky series, the one he made a few years ago. Okay, like Rocky Balboa is is I want to say a great film. Ooh. See, I can't, I can't, I can't speak to it because I didn't see it. Yeah, it's 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 basically it's it's the Lion in Winter, mm. but for Rocky. Mm-hmm. So like Rocky is old, like it's it's it, he's just old. Right, and he's in South Philly, and you know Adrian has been dead for years, and his son is gone, and there's this great, there's this great thing where where you know there's a new champion, and he's black, and and they kind of run this computer simulation about right. whether or not he would and. It kind of brings all of that racial stuff that's always bubbling right underneath Rocky, mm-hmm. brings it to the fore. I forget the the new boxer's name, but but you know, like he's an actual character, and you know, I think Sylvester Stallone is a better actor than we really give him credit for. I think the problem with Sylvester Stallone's acting is that oftentimes, like I think he's so iconic. That he's not oftentimes given good material. Well, he gives himself the material. Though. No, 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 no. I think unless he's in Rocky or in, or or you know, I don't know if he wrote First Blood, but you know, I think Sylvester Stallone was just in so much stuff mm-hmm. in the eighties mm-hmm. where he almost became like a caricature. Mm-hmm. But we forget that Sylvester Stallone was great in Rocky, and Rocky Balboa reminds you, oh right, Sylvester Stallone is a good actor. Of course, I thought he was good in Creed. I think he's okay in Creed. I don't. I mean, I I, I like Sylvester Stallone. I, I and I don't think he's a bad actor when he when when he wants to. So you know, Joseph Lachuga hit us up. Hey, what's up, Joseph? Uh, in a Facebook chat, and he said, "I'm going to leave this here and then cautiously cautiously slide away." And he leaves a, 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 a an article from IndieGoGo. Okay, a campaign. Oh. <laughs> for uh, <laughs> a movie yes titled The Master yes starring the long awaited return of Timac, yes how you feel about that Lynn to the big screen uh, promises to be a martial arts epic oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <sighs> you, you're not you, you're not you're not really there for that you're not has Timac not learned you're not there for that like he like now he's older And now he is the master. Now maybe he has his whole. He was 19. Yeah. So he cannot be blamed for the blasphemy. Maybe like J.B. Smooth plays Show Enough Son. Of putting himself in a movie (laughs) and calling and anointing himself the last dragon. He was 19. He had no agency. He possesses the power of the glow. But it's 2017 now. It is. You no longer can rest on the, the laurels of youthful indiscretion. Right, right, right. So for Timac, Mack... yeah. Who has done nothing but sign autographs... He played the uh, baseball player who was, who was raping people at Hillman in that episode of Different World. Who has done nothing but sign autographs and raped women... Before the camera... He was uh, the love interest in uh, Janet Jackson's Let's Wait a While video. And get dumped by Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. She curved him. She said, no! Well, then maybe... Then maybe... He's pulling a fast one on us. <laughs> maybe he's putting out a movie, calling it The Master. Right. Calling that it's a martial arts epic. Yes. Which alludes to him calling himself the master. Yes, he possesses the power of the glow. But he doesn't say what he's the master of. Oh perhaps he's the master of getting curbed. Oh She told him, she said, I promise I'll be worth the wait. And then the video came, went off. <laughs> and the next video where she was doing it. She was doing it. It was another dude. I said, Dag. She told Tamak she promised she'll be worth the wait, and he's standing in the rain somewhere right now, in like a big thick turtleneck sweater. Wouldn't it be funny if the master, in an if the master opens with him standing in the, Stand in rain. the rain with a big with thick big, turtleneck big sweater. sweater and an overcoat and some boots with some heels? Just this big long beard. Yes, yes, that's, that's <laughs> terrible. Staring up by the window. That's terrible. <laughs> Janet Jackson told him, let's wait a while. And then to end of the song, she said, I promise I'll be worth the wait. And then the song went off. And he's still and, waiting. And he's still waiting. That's a damn shame. As a matter of fact, this is an Indiegogo <laughs> campaign. So he needs your help to get him off the corner. Yes. <laughs> can somebody give me some change so I can get all these buses going by. It, I can't get Janet on. Jackson came back. Was the pleasure principal before or after let's wait a while. Is that before after? You, after? Yeah, okay. It was that same album. I know it was the same album, but was the video before. Because I remember the Pleasure Principle, that caused a ruckus. Yeah, that video. <laughs> that, that video had caused a ruckus. Yeah, that, that, that video broke some families up, man. <laughs> me, and, me and my boys, it was like five of us lived on the street. People were on high alert. Yeah, man. When the Pleasure Principle video mm-hmm. came on, we would call each other. Yeah, Yo, man. it's on. Yeah, man. That was that that, there. There are some videos. There are very few videos, but there are some videos that would bring the boys and the women to the yard. And for the women, I'm specifically thinking about um, D'Angelo's video. Right, right, right. Which one was it? Was it? um, Oh, untitled. Untitled. Right, right. Thing destroyed D'Angelo's career. He's so busy doing sit ups and stuff, he can't make music. (laughs) For that video, you can't even go see D'Angelo's people yelling at him. Said, Take it off. That video got people. I they, mean, it's quite a video. It got the sisters hot, man. It's no pleasure principle. What, what you say that All women right. will say? <laughs> <right>. <laughs> hey, hey, their principle was well pleasured. Or in Vogue's first video, hold on. See, Had on little black dresses. See, I, I, I do love in Vogue, but I, I. They never b- read sexy to me. Oh now, my god! Now, the one girl, the one woman on in Vogue, who then went on to form the group with. Um, oh, you was a Don dude. Yeah, you was a Don dude. Yeah, man, I was a Terry dude. Oh, right. I like Terry. Terry was the tall. No, Terry. No, was that's a- Cindy. Cindy was the cheerleader. Everybody loves Cindy. I liked Terry. I always thought Terry was funny. Terry was the one who looks like Holly Robinson Pete. Exactly. Yes, I did like her too. I like Terry. She was my second one. I was a Terry dude. I did like Terry, but I was a Dawn dude. You all was a Dawn way. dude. Oh or, man, that dawn It's dude. like you and Fife. Oh used really? To have a crush on Dawn from In Vogue. That's right. It's not like Honey Dip would want to get with me, but just in case I got more condoms than TLC, which I always thought was a bit much. What do you mean? Well, the TLC had a lot of condoms, but I'm saying just the lyric. I was like that. I feel like that's a little presumptuous. Like y'all should go and have some coffee or something first like that just seems like a lot Fife so <laughs> <laughs> let's continue reviewing we got more letters we, I guess at some point we got to talk about after earth do we um oh we need to talk about after earth <laughs> yeah I guess we do um we do have some we do have some emails uh, that we we need to touch on um Let's see. Let me go back here. Uh, There was an email that we got from Joseph LeChuga in regards to Vampire in Brooklyn. All right. He said, um, this was the first time for me to watch this film. Initially, I gave the movie a pass. It was coming out when I was into serious vampire stories. And this looked like another once bitten or Dracula dead and loving it. I didn't even hear that Wes Craven was involved, as that was understated in the promotional material. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to have gotten to see it. For the record, it's not a perfect film. Parts of it are really out of place. But the scenes that work, they work really well. I really think that Murphy's Maximilian worked really well. Even Bella Lugosi's Dracula has some things that I'd remove if I could. Sure, Renfield is a big comic but that orderly who has a cockney accent worse than Dick Van Dyke Ugh. just to add another black vampire to the timeline 1986's vamp featuring Grace Jones as head vampire yeah, Katrina yeah. Regrettably she has no lines I was about to say and the movie isn't that good keep yeah. up the good work joseph joseph for the record i don't know if you'd said you'd seen it or not once bitten is a good movie why, uh, I, I Remind me... Once Bitten, I believe, is the one with um, Jim Carrey, I think. Jim Carrey, really? And he thinks that he's been bitten by a vampire. Wow. Uh, once Bitten from 1985, a vampire countess needs to drink the blood of a virgin in order to keep her right. eternal beauty. It seems Is that, that Jim Carrey? Until she bumps into Mark. Uh... And it does feature Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yes, That's yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Once bitten is not bad. And Cleavon Little, and Cleavon Little is in Once Bitten. And uh, Lauren Hutton, she plays the vampire. She plays the older vampire that needs to. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Not not aware of that movie. I I am aware of Dracula Dead and Loving It, and that wasn't that good. The less said about that, yeah. the better. Um, we also heard from uh MC Pickett Fence in All regards right. to Wattstack. Okay. Wattstacks. stacks. Oh wow, it's been it has been a minute since we've been yeah, t- checked the emails. Yeah. Uh first I would like to say I absolutely, in my Vince voice, love your show. All right. Even though you often destroy my childhood. <laughs> I'll explain. We're here to destroy dreams. So that's what we do. That's the mission. <laughs> a lot of these movies I loved as a kid. But looking back at them right before you review them, I realize they are not that good. Anyway, back to Wattstack. That was a really dope movie. I actually own this movie and pop it in every few months. Uh, to Isaac Hayes' defense, I don't think Isaac really likes performing. As you might know, Isaac along with David Porter were originally the main writers for Stax Records Mm -hmm. and wrote and composed a lot of their hits but to agree with Vince he is a dope headphone artist you can just get lost listening to their albums directly into your ears on another note I heard in an earlier episode someone request the education of Sonny Carson. That would be a dope yeah. review. It's a biopic of Sonny Carson who was a community activist and also the father of Sonny Carson Jr. aka Professor X from the X-Clan. Some other movies to consider are That's a nice tidbit. Parday starring Hill Harper and Monica Calhoun. Oh, I like that cast. Mm. Have Plenty. Yes. Sprung. Yes. Space is the Place. Oh, I don't know about Spaces to Place. And Slam. Thanks, fellas. Oh, Keep up the good work. Slam. MC Picket Fence. I've almost picked Half Plenty three times. Really? I'm a fan. Like, I'm a bigger fan of Half Plenty than Half Plenty really deserves. Yeah. Yeah, I have a real soft spot for Half Plenty. You are. Uh, Aaron Fry hit us up. John Ford. Hey, what's Hill. up, Aaron? I'm watching this John Ford film on TCM, okay. Sergeant Rutledge, with the late, great Woody Strode. I was about as the to say, Woody character. Strode. It's a good film, but for a film to have Mr. Strode as the title character get fourth billing on the movie poster is an outrage. Yeah. I hope you guys get around to doing this film. Woody Strode is another one of those actors that was never as big as he should have been because he was a black man yeah. at this time. Yeah, like because Woody Strode didn't tell no jokes. Mm-hmm. Woody Strode, one singing and dancing. I always thought he damn near stole Spartacus. Really? Yeah, yeah. Woody Strode is fantastic. Yeah, I can I think. We're, I guess we do need to get around to. Uh... I don't know what we do. What? For with, with with Woody Strode, like I don't know of a. I mean, you, you know, well Sergeant Rutledge. I guess that would be a black film. I mean, it's a. Uh, you know, respected black cavalry sergeant yeah. Brax Rutledge stands court martial for right. raping and killing a white woman. I mean, yeah, oh, well, there you go. I mean, I think that's God. I feel like I watched that when I was a kid. I feel like that's my dad's a cowboy movie guy. Oh, I God. may watch that with my dad. Really, my dad wasn't, um, he wasn't a big cowboy movie guy. Not that I remember, I, I honestly don't remember my dad being a big movie Guy, okay. Like he watched. I mean, he watched some movies, of course. Mm-hmm. But my dad was more of a big reader. Okay. And then when he even watched TV, it was whatever my mom wanted to watch. And right, then he'd, right. he'd laugh at it. He'd love it. Right. the The only thing I remember my dad absolutely positively loving was Barney Miller. Okay. Well, that's a good thing to absolutely positively love. Yeah, I was a big Bar- Barney Miller fan. Um. So we so we have that those those are our emails and also on Facebook Live we were reminded um, of a very recent uh, passing uh, the passing of Della Reese yeah at the age of eighty six yeah I posted I posted my favorite clip of Della Reese a a, a clip with her yeah, and, Red and Red Fox, Fox. where they saying he's on down yeah. the road yeah that's from Sanford and yeah it's from right? Sanford and Son that's yeah. my favorite Della Reese. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with the Harlem Nights clip because of this content. Or... Yeah, I just wasn't in the mood to see Eddie Murphy punch her in the face on the day yeah. that she died. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. I'm crazy that way. No, I, I can feel you on that. Now, and then shooter, in, but in a toe. Yes, 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 in her pinky toe. Yes, yes, on my pinky toe. You know. Um. Maybe you can answer, because I came upon Della Reese where, when a lot of people did. Right. In the 70s, mid yeah. late 70s, when she was, you know, already, you know, a star. Right, you right, know, right, and, right. And maybe to some degree, some of the shine had, had, had rubbed off right. at that point as well. right. What was Dela Reese's first big claim to fame? Do you? I think she, I, I don't. I don't know, but I suspect she was just from that generation of performer. Like I know she sings. I know she you know tells jokes. I know she acts. Mm-hmm. You, you know she pops up in those movies, those old movies. But I think the first time I actually remember Dela Reese mm-hmm. is like you in the seventies. Remember she was on Chico and the Man. Was she on Chico and yeah, the Man? Yeah, she was on Chico and the Man. Really? Mm hmm. The first season? Like like from the Probably I, the first I mean, how many seasons was Chico and the Man? Like two, three? I, I think they they kind of got it to three. Because they got a mercy season, the second season. Right. And then Freddie Prince committed well, no, suicide. Well he, he he died. Right. He wasn't there for the second season. So they got a mercy season. Okay. And I think they somehow massaged the third season. Okay. All right. But yeah, she was on there. I I I think it was the first season. Oh wow. Yeah. Della Reese who do you know what her full name was? I don't. Della Della Reese Patricia Early. Okay. An American jazz and gospel singer, actress and ordained minister, a minister. Yeah. Her long career began as a singer scoring a hit with the 1959 single Don't You Know. I don't know. I don't know that. Song. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any song. Della Reese singing knowledge. And in the late sixties, she hosted her own talk show, Della. <laughs> I did. I remember. Which Della. ran for one hundred and ninety-seven episodes. I remember. I didn't seeing know that. Della. Was that a TV show? It was. It was. It was one of them shows. Seriously, it was like Mike Douglas. Get out of Not, here! No, it wasn't like Mike Douglas. It was like a uh, Dinah Shore. Okay, because Mike Douglas didn't perform. Right, so she'd come out and sing a song, yeah, and then she'd have guests. And probably sing with the guests. Sing stuff. with the guests. I don't think she did skits. No, like I think it was like the Dinah Shorts. Boy, these young people don't know about show. Like young people don't know about shows. No, yeah, where I these don't. people had these shows. That's right, because Della had a show. Yeah, um, Lola Falana had a Lola show. Falana, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Oh my god! Oh my god! Tony Orlando had a show. Hey, Tony Orlando. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of the guy. Lena Horne had a show. Lena Horne. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Um, but who was the famous black guy who had a show? Not Flip Wilson. No. No. Nat Singer. King Cole had Nat a, King Cole. No, but no. Nat King Cole didn't really have a show. Like he had a show and it got canceled because he touched that white woman. No, but 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 right. But he had a show. Yeah, bro. but I think it was like for an episode. <laughs> like no. I, no, his show actually ran King for Cole's, some time. It did not run for some, I think it did. It did not because he lost his sponsors. Cuz yeah, that white woman touched him. and they couldn't find another And I sponsor think it was him. Doris Day. Like off the like Doris Day popped in my head. but remember the white woman touched his shoulder. Right. I but I I thought it's so random a little bit. Think I think If Nat King Cole had five episodes You're about to surprise me On 19, uh, November 5th 1956 The Nat King Cole show debuted on NBC Yes The Variety program was the first hosted by an African American Yes Uh la 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 The program was expanded to a half hour Uh, It began as a 15-minute pop show on Monday nights, and then it was expanded to a half hour in July of 1957. So that's already from November to to July of 1957. Despite the efforts of NBC, as well as many of uh, Cole's uh, industry colleagues, uh, the Nat King Cole show was ultimately done in by a lack of national sponsorship. Companies such as Reginald Beer, uh, assumed regional sponsorship but a national sponsor never appeared. The last episode of the Nat King Cole show aired December 17th 1957 so it was over a year Do they talk about the, the, who's the white woman that touched them? Um, it doesn't mention about someone touching them I, I, I kind of remember that incident you're talking about Yes, but, uh, It was like Judy Garland or Doris because it was a real white woman like, it was a real white woman. It wasn't like Sophia Lorena, one of these people that quietly could have been passing. Yeah. I kind of remember that that incident you're talking about, but I'm, I'm looking, like, scanning here real quick to see if I see. Because the her. white woman touched his arm and they cut the lights off right then. Wow. A shame. Like, he was singing Get Your Kicks on Route 66, and then and they just cut the sound because she touched his shoulder. He did that wrong. They they did that wrong. They did that wrong. But anyway, yeah. So, Della but just Della Reese. Della Reese. <laughs> tangents upon tangents upon tangents. Um, Della Reese, uh, born in Detroit. All right. Home of Simone Missy. Home of Simone Missy and MeccaCon. Uh, so she, she comes from good stock There you go In 1931 um, that uh, She's had, had a long career Man I'm looking at a picture of her From the 1950s Hey man Della Reese. We have talked about these we, We've talked about these people <laughs> Della Reese didn't always look like Your older aunt Yeah, Like man. Della Reese didn't always look like Your oldest aunt that halfway Raised your mother How about that <laughs> How about that? It was only in 1969 that she began um, transitioning into acting. Okay. Um, Her first attempt, like we mentioned, was the talk show series. Right. But then in 1970, she became the first black woman to guest host The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. That's right. That's right. Oh, wow. How about that, man? She was a regular on Chico and the Man. That's right. Played the mother of B. A. Baracus, Mr. T, in the A Team. Did not know that. I did not know <laughs> that at all. She starred opposite her old friend Red Fox in his final sitcom, The Royal Family. I remember right, that. Right, right, right. Because when he died, they halted um, production of that series. She also did voiceover for Hanna Barbera, um, and for a long time. And a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people know her for a long time. As the regular on the long running series Touched by an Angel. Yes. That was like her last... Well, thing. when you said she was a pastor, she actually married her... She um, officiated at her co-star's wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. At, uh, her co-star uh, on, Touched an- on Touched by an Angel. On Touched by an Angel. Who was uh, Roma Downey. Yeah. I was uh, saying earlier, like, I've quietly watched more Touched by an Angel than I'm really happy about. Like, happy to share. But part of the reason that I watched so much Touched by an Angel is because it was really just Highway to Heaven. And yeah. quietly, 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 I loved Highway to Heaven. Really? <laughs> I loved Highway to Heaven. Michael Landon going and solving people's problems yeah, but Michael Landon with the man, power man. of of God and being an angel? What you talking... I could've... Man... <laughs> Highway to Heaven was some good stuff. Mm. Yeah, I- I'll take Quantum Leap. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, Quantum Leap was just Highway to Heaven, but without Jesus and with a better actor. Yeah, yeah, I guess Scott Scott Bakula. Is a better actor than Michael Landon, but Michael Landon. So what, Michael Landon? Michael Landon did. If, I, if the rumors are true, was, Michael Landon had some issue with him. Whoa, whoa. I don't want to hear nothing about this. Let's keep this. Whoa, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we can't bring that. I don't want to hear. Oh my God, he wasn't like a racist, was he? Uh, I don't know if it was racist. All right, then I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. You let's don't want about, me to look at it? Up? No, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> did No, I not want to talk about this. <laughs> oh let's God. talk about you, something else. You sitting, if, if you could see Vince right now, ladies and gentlemen, he is literally closing my I'll, computer. I'll, let's talk about something else. Wow. Is it time to do the movie? Can we do the movie now? Wow, I don't want to talk about Michael Landon. Okay. Alright. Alright, Vince. Okay. Rest in peace Della Reese. I can't find a white woman that touched Nat King Cole. I think I think uh Michael Landon may have Oh, come on, let's go. Come on. Let's get into After Earth. Crash landed. Two confirmed survivors. Son, this is not training. This is a class one quarantined planet. The threats we will be facing are real. Everything on this planet has evolved to kill humans. Every single decision we make will be life or death. But if we are going to survive this, You must realize that fear is not real. It is a product of thoughts you create. I do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real. But fear is a choice. Do you know where we are? No, sir. This is Earth. After Earth, people were forced to leave Earth a millennium ago to establish a new home on Nova Prime. Now, General Cypher Rage... (laughs) played by Will Smith heads Nova Prime's most prominent family. Cypher's teenage son Katai (laughs) played by Will Smith's real life son Jaden Smith feels enormous pressure to follow in his father's legendary footsteps which strains their relationship. When Cypher and Katai set out on a trip to mend their bond and their craft crashes on Earth's hostile surface each must trust the other greatly or perish written off of a story idea by Wolf Smith and directed by M. Night Shyamalan 2013's After Earth Lynn this was your choice it was my choice but it came by way of a one of our Michaud missionaries yes. uh, Quenu from California Yes, he had written us back on in September saying that he listens to our show religiously and enjoys most of our black movie reviews and um, he wanted to know if we planned on reviewing one of the most positive black sci-fi films made to date after Earth. Okay. In Quenu's words, it's not the best film but from a black perspective wonderful. Written, directed, performed in, including their son, um, positive role models, black father-son bonding, Enough said, or do I need to say more? This film was panned, but it really should be held up as a shining example mm. of blackness mm. at its best. All right, so so what do you think about that, Lynn? There's a scene in this movie <laughs> because, well, you know, just pull back the curtain a little bit. I watched this movie twice. Okay, okay. And I kept coming upon this scene where Will Smith is opening up, like, this small, like, almost, like, tin. Yes. Of, like, pills and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the... Probably the painkillers. Right. Yeah. And there is a warning on the tin that, you know, the drugs here may, you know cause drowsiness. Right. It's like space Benadryl. Exactly. That scene kept resonating with me because on both of my watchings of this film, it was on that scene, that exact scene, I'll lie to you not, where I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Buckle up, folks. It's gonna be one of those episodes. Now... (laughs) This film was panned. Yes, it was. And I think what hurt this film is that it came out at a time, one, where Tom Cruise had another movie, which I can't think of the title of. but It didn't do well either. Oh, yeah. But seemed to mind the same kind of right, uh, right, uh, right. territory. Yeah. Two, while not written by, it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Who. And it'd been happening it'd been slowly coming, but after he had done the last airbender movie yeah. a few years before this, yeah. Everything else yeah. that he has lent his name to is just given the side eye. Yeah. And it's just laughed at before it has got it has gotten to the point by the time that this film comes out, when M. Night Shaman name appears on a screen, people started laughing. Right, right. You know, they just were not taking this. And they serious. hit it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, it had that going up against it. Yeah. Three, at this point, Will Smith, Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Monplacer. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and top fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to culture kings and subscribe on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast and find out the best way to eat a taco no oh. what's the best way to eat a taco that's with your hands with your hands also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down it's like a layer it's the layer right that's so it. that the lettuce doesn't fall off can't have falling lettuce his star had gotten a little tarnished as well. His movies weren't hitting... Actually, it's been a little bit since Will has had a true monster hit. Right, right. I mean, I think... And maybe I'm wrong. I think the the last certifiable hit that he may have had was The Pursuit of Happiness. If... in my thinking, because I don't, I don't count Suicide Squad as a Will Smith No, no, film, no, no, no. It's More of an ensemble. I, 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 I look questioning because I, I, I forget the order of things, and I didn't know. Right, right, right. Hitch came out the year before the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, you always go back to Hitch. Yeah, because Hitch, cause Hitch was a hit. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you're talking 2006. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. this is 2013. So this is seven yeah. years later. Um, oh, then I Am Legend. I Am Legend was a hit. It was a hit, and that was two thousand seven. So that's after pursuit. Okay, all right, fair enough. But your point stands. Um, And then four, Jaden Smith, yes, who should get a little bit of a pass because he is a young boy. I think he was only like about thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah, I thought it said fifteen. Yeah, maybe he's fifteen when he when he did this film. Um, so he is very young and young in his acting career. Yeah, I'm talking about somebody that grew up on soundstage. And no, up no, no, the no, 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 no. Um, so I think he had either made the karate kid at this I think point, he had just made the karate and, kid, and then I think that's, really, that's it. really it. I mean, pursuit yeah. of happiness, he's a kid, kid. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know, it's not really yeah. Good. So, um, it has all of that going up against it in this film. uh So that means that all the other elements have to work harder to overcome that. That means that the acting around Jaden has to be stronger. Right. Well, this film is primarily Will and Jaden. Yes. Separate from one another. Yes. And Will not... Jaden has to do the heavy lifting. Yes, he does. In the film. This is Jaden's film. This is Jaden's film. So... uh Uh-oh. <laughs> um Ooh. then you've got M Night Shyamalan who while his name may have become a joke at that point was still is still a director of note. However, M Night Shyamalan has never been noted in even in his most successful of films as someone who is good with action. Right. Okay. Um That's fair. I never, yeah. And Odor, is he one that has been good with pacing because his his most successful films have a very deliberate pace to them. True. Um, Well, he doesn't have a lot of different speeds. He really because I think when he has his like his pacing works when it's his pacing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. okay, Right. Um. He's a suspense dude. Basically, right. Yeah, and there's no suspense in this movie. No, I mean you know what's happening, right? right off the bu- right off the top. Yeah, you know. Um, then you've got a story <laughs> that is mm, it's not much of a story. No, nah, there's yeah. a crash, and you gotta go get a gotta go get the flashlight. Right, right, right. You know. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's not much story there. Um, you try to build in some kind of backstory. Of these, of of the death of his sister, yes, or in Will Smith's daughter, in into this film, but you never feel any type of stakes in this film. You don't. You don't. I don't feel invested in Will Smith's character. I don't feel invested in Jaden's character. I don't feel invested in seeing that this father and son actually begin to bond with one another I actually don't feel that they bond with one another at all yeah. throughout this film I I actually think as crazy as it is that there is zero chemistry between I, Will Smith I, I don't, and his son Jaden in this movie now have you seen The Pursuit of Happiness once yes were they good in that because I refuse to watch The Pursuit of Happiness I thought I thought Jaden was good in that, but he was a precocious little. No, kid. no. Did they have chemistry? Did did it seem like they were father and son? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I just never saw because it, cause it was suppose. like like my daughter was like just born or just it was just too much for me. I feel you. And then I just never went back and watched it, so yeah. I, I've actually never seen it. Yeah, I but. thought I mean I thought it was okay. I mean, again, I think that's a movie that's a movie where Jay, where Will rightfully so right is right doing right the heavy lifting right, and, and right. Jaden's asked to look cute. Yeah, yeah, and and he pulls that off. Right. Right. you know cuz he was a cute kid hey man um but i think i just think that it's surprising that now 15 years old he doesn't have any chemistry with his father you know <sighs> maybe that's indicative cuz maybe this movie and the the uh separation that they're they are feeling the characters are feeling right and the the work they're trying to do to close that void between them right. is indicative of maybe a void that's between Will and Jaden. I hate to say that. It's hard not to read this thing meta. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then the world building <laughs> yes. of this post-apocalyptic yes. you know world where we had to leave the earth. We had to leave the earth. And find... Uh, All all of a sudden, I mean, the beginning of this movie is Battlestar Galactica. Sort of. Sort of. (laughs) I mean, we're leaving Earth. (laughs) Yes. Because some creatures have come and they've said, get out. (laughs) No, I thought we destroyed the Earth with our bad... Oh, that's right. We destroyed the Earth. But then we met some aliens Yes, that were bad. And then the aliens sick the the blind dog things on us. The Ursus. But then we just never talked about aliens anymore there's not it, I feel I, like that should have been revisited at some point you would think <laughs> um so <laughs> i there's nothing in this movie works for me, yeah, and, I, and i'm wanting yeah. and, and to quenzu's uh and i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing quenu's um uh, um point about this being you know black excellence on the screen, yes. You need to pull out a laser pointer and point it out to me. Well, because I think Will is sleepwalking through. The I will moment. say this. It's the Yuhura thing. I think intrinsically from the very beginning a depiction of black people in the future mm-hmm. is 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 just automatically radical. Okay. Like when you say that there are black people in the future full stop, you don't have to say any. I mean, it's it's Yuhura. Right. A black family in the future I think is super radical like to say that not only do black people live but we still marrying each other and having babies and, and having black families and you have this black family in the future which I I absolutely give credit to so, okay. so you know you, you start there grant that I get out of check and you, you know the, the couple of scenes with we haven't mentioned like Zoe Kravitz has basically an extended cameo as his, as his daughter who has died before the film started. And Sophie Oka, and I always, I always mispronounce that sister's name. Sophie, you would have thought I had this all picked up before, all, all in front of me. Sophie Okonita, Okonita, who I, I mean, I, I felt so bad for her because she's such a good actress and she's sort of in this. <laughs> And and doing nothing, giving, and doing nothing, it, to giving do. nothing to do. She Absolutely just nothing, you to know. Do. She's in here, and okay. So there's that. God, where do you say? You know what? I've been thinking all day about this film, and I think like you called me out, like ten, twelve episodes into the show, and you say you can tell when Vince doesn't <laughs> like a film because he talks about everything around it. <laughs> That's gonna be this. <laughs> Let's take a trip around. Let's all Earth. take a trip around. the <laughs> Earth. And then where shall we start? <laughs> First of all, I love the idea of Jaden Smith. Like I love Jaden and Willow Smith. Like I love these sort of black dilettante children mm. who just do whatever they want. Like I love the fact that Jaden just sort of flits back and forth between stuff. I'm Jaden Smith and I don't have a care in the world and my father is one of the biggest stars in the universe and my mother is Jada Pinkett Smith and I can just do what I want and I just kind of go back and forth and do things and 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 you know we've talked about before like if we're going to talk about nepotism in Hollywood I damn sure I'm not going to start with the black kids. Right. So you know I love the idea of Jaden Smith and okay. Willow Smith and the fact that their parents have gotten them this life. Yes. Where they just sort of do stuff, but you know, Jane. God bless that brother. God bless that little brother. But Jane Smith, in everything that he is in, always looks like it's like it's like it's like the guy who took took a class, mm-hmm. but like there was a prereq to the class that he didn't take, mm. and he ended up in this class somehow. So it's like you know. I, I I don't know he he, like he was supposed to take introduction to African American lit and he didn't take it right but then somehow he ended up in I don't know uh, post structuralism in the novels of the Harlem Renaissance (laughs) (laughs) and because he's completely overwhelmed he comes to class late all the time right so then he's confused Mm -hmm. Jaden Smith always looks confused and overwhelmed he does in everything he's yeah, in. Yeah, and nice. you know, you're talking about meta. There are no less than six times in this film where, you know, they kind of lay it out that the earth is this hostile place. Everything on this planet is there is going to kill you because it's a thousand years in the future. There are no less than six times that Jaden Smith's character should have died. Yeah. But because he's Jaden Smith and the film needs him to be alive, he lives and it's like the most meta thing ever. Like you don't die cuz you're Jaden Smith. So, you yeah, know, and yeah. I and I do like it kind of like you said, I feel bad for him cuz it's like you take this 15-year-old kid and you drop him in the middle of a 100 million dollar film with directed by M Night Shyamalan and then you put the whole thing on his shoulders. Yeah. Like how angry can you really get at him for Someone putting him in this position you can't, you can't. that he shouldn't have ever been in. You can't get mad at him. However, there are so many other examples of films that have been placed on the shoulders of children. And no, no, had, no. But of actual actors, though. Like actors. Like 15 year old actors. Well, yeah, that's true. Like the Stranger Things kids. Those yeah. some acting ass kids. Okay. But they're actors. Okay, but, but well but all right, but to your point, Jane Smith is just Will Smith's kid. Okay, but to your point, I'm also thinking of two other films. Um oh, what was that film? What was the film where Kowanzi Kowan Oh uh K- K- a Wallace. Yeah, Kov- She's an actress, though. No, but no, she wasn't an actress in her first film. Yeah, but apparently she she. I mean, she was a, uh, obviously like a uh, best kept sleep. Uh, secret, uh, right? I mean, but she, she was not an actress. Right. She was found yes. for that film, but but yeah, but she got like she got it, what, what, like she has it. And then I'm also thinking about, um, and I'll never I'll never come up with his name, but the young boy that is the only only living person in the live action jungle book quote unquote. Oh right book. I haven't seen that so. Yo that young boy. Well is he an actor? No. Okay they found him too. Yes. Well they found actors. Jaden Smith it, he's he's Will Smith's kid. Here's the bet. Which Here. is a great gig. But you know you can't expect him to do anything but be Will Smith's kid. Here's the worst thing about this though, and I was listening to a very cool interview with uh, Tom Hanks on Pop Culture Happy Hour, and he was talking about um, he was talking about he he was the interview was about a book that he he, he's putting out, but you know they touched on his acting. Mm -hmm. And he said, in, in talking about his acting, he said, you know, one of the the great things that. I realize. I don't know how much other people realize. But one of the great things that I realize is that, as much as I love working with certain directors and everything like that, mm-hmm. my best friend is the editor because oh. I'm going on there and I'm giving I'm I'm giving it my all. Sure, I'm giving it different things. Sure, and all this other type of stuff, and then it's the editor along with the director, but then it's mostly the editor, because the editor is the one that pulls sure, absolutely that that is the one that really puts that all together and pieces out this great performance Absolutely. you you see, based on what I have given him, so God bless you know, yes, I may have enough talent to have given him uh, a lot of stuff to work with but God bless him, he's been able to pull the stuff and make it make a cohesive uh, piece of art from whatever I'm, I'm doing my, me and my experimenting. Out yes, here. the shame of, of uh, Jaden is that he's got editors. The movie is a comparably made movie. It's it's a it's so it's He so well spent some money movie. on it. So apparently, the actor is not look, giving a lot. Jaden, look work with. And and I like that. Since then, it seems like Jaden kind of stays in whatever lane he's choosing this week again I love the fact that Jaden flits around and kind of does Jaden stuff well I mean God bless him he, like you say he's got the opportunity so, to do that and then there's Will Smith mm. which I think the secret to Will Smith really goes back to the origins of Will Smith Okay, and the Fresh Prince and you know the story of the Fresh Prince and how he got that name is when he was in school apparently he was charming and when his teacher said, "Oh, you're like a prince. You're like Prince Charming," and he's, charming. and I think that has always been Will Smith's strongest tool is that he has this immense charisma. Mm-hmm. I think Will Smith is a is a solid actor. Yes, I think Will Smith has tremendous charisma. Yes, that when that surrounds his acting you get good results. Mm-hmm. So like my go-to Will, Smith's, Will Smith performances, you know, big fan of Six Degrees of Separation, which, you know, the whole film is this man basically being a con man. Yeah. So now it's the charisma. Uh, I've talked about it before. I think I Am Legend is this amazing film where he subverts mm-hmm. the Will Smith charisma. A mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith in Men in Black. Mm-hmm. I think he works better than in something like Quietly Independence Day. Yes. Will Smith and Hitch. Again, charismatic Will Smith. Right. Stoic statesman Will Smith is ridiculous. Like, you know what I wrote in my notes? I said, right now, Will, this is Will Smith's version of Eddie Murphy doing how can it be? Like, what are you doing right now? like what are you doing right now will That's smith a real deep cut like but it's the same thing you where know, you know you. like eddie murphy hey. is doing how can it be and it's this very serious beautiful ballad but uh, eddie murphy like you've taken what makes you eddie murphy and completely removed it from the equation yeah and now we're left with this weirdness yeah so like will smith is super serious and he's stoic and he's you know, he's kind of saying these weird platitudes about fear and and don't do these different things. It's like, wh- what are you doing right now, Will Smith? And to me, that's more distracting than Jaden. Yeah. Will Smith's performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, look, there's not one thing about this film that works No, as a film. I mean, again, it's sort of fascinating to watch this group of people that are convinced that they have something. Right, right. Like right. you can tell, like like you know, I saw it. It's like a hundred and twenty million dollar budget. It was another hundred million on um advertising because yeah, you remember the promotion when it. And then you know, I love the ballsiness of it. Like I love the sheer audacity of the fact that the film starts in twenty minutes into it. This film that has been billed as a Will Smith science fiction film. You know, the person who was in um in Independence Day, the person who was in Men in Black, the person who's been in all these science fiction films and and is his picture, in 20 minutes in the film, they take him off the board and say, "Psych, this is Jayden's movie. Ha ha, got your 850. (laughs) Hope you got the big popcorn. (laughs) I love that. Like I said, wow. Will Smith got him. Got him. Yeah, but they got the last laugh because it was not a hit. It it was not a hit, but you know, as as we talked about before and I've said again, I don't think it is as bad as people make it out to be. Like, it's not good but I think there's a lot of venom directed towards this film mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the film. Okay, well, okay, no. It's not as bad as that, you're right. Yet, it still is not, I still don't think it's a good film. This is just as good as any of the Twilight films. This is just as good as. Um, I'm trying to think of some of them cookie cutter no, movies see, I that they just sort of. I disagree. Wheel out, and I and I'm not a fan of the Twilight films. Um, but for what they are, yes, the Twilight films. They are speaking to. They know their audience. No, yeah, no, I understand. They're giving all, their audience exactly yes, what they're doing. But I'm talking about the quality of the film. I'm not talking about the audience. I'm talking about as a as an objective viewer of quality. Like you said, this is competently put together. Okay, but the story is nothing. The stories, but a lot of stories are oh, nothing. That's true. Okay. You know, it's, right. it's 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 this kind of it's this kind of stripped down hero's journey. You okay. know, it's a boy and his dad. Yeah, all right. You, you know the. I'll, I'll, I'll ride with you on that. You one. know the yeah. set design is interesting. It's interesting. Like I, I think I did, the sets are interesting. I did uh, like. I kind of like dug the whole, um, uh, uh, uh bio scientific right, of and the it's the almost and it's kind of eastern. Yeah, you, well, you know, it's like all these sort of eastern touches to it. Is and, that because I thought, uh, I thought it was very like. I thought that shit was made to look like the inside, like of a, like of a whale or like a fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, oh, no, kind of cool. Yeah, I did. I, you know, again, it was it was kind of nice to look at. You know, the technology that they kind of rolled up. Yeah, and then the the, the suit changing colors when it senses danger. Right. It's right. Was, I mean, yeah. I okay. know, again, Bye-bye. it's another. like I, this is maybe my this is my third time watching it. Oh boy! Like I remember turning it on. When I was like grading papers or something, Mm -hmm. and because I was ready for you know for laugh, like oh I'll have it on and laugh at, and I remember saying oh well that's not as bad as I thought it was, and Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before. I think there's, I think there's a lot of vitriol that is directed towards the Smiths, okay, that is racially informed certainly, yes, and specifically towards them, Mm -hmm. and you know. I'm not really there for that. Like, like you know, I'm, uh, you know. It, well, it's, you said it's like it's racially informed. I think it's, I, I think there's also something about, against, like, are they, uh, you know, some people think they're scientologists. I mean, it, I mean I are, there's some kind of. What's the difference? I mean, you're either a Scientolo- Scientologist or you're a weirdo. Like, what's, you know, I was thinking about this, because as we mentioned, this is a story that Will Smith came up with, and it's a ridiculous story. Well, so it's the story like, of Scientology. Well, Scientology is just bad science fiction. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard was a failed science fiction writer. Yeah, this reads like bad science fiction. Like um, I think there's some overlap with that with Scientology, but I mean quietly, this sounds like somebody maybe saw Dune. Mm, okay. A couple okay. of years ago, and kind, of, but who's going to tell Will Smith that this is a bad idea? I was like, think so. This is 2013. Parents Just Don't Understand comes out in 1988. Right. He's legitimately famous after that. Yes. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air comes on in 1990. Mm. He's legitimately a star after the television show comes on. Yeah. Independence Day comes out in 96. He's now a superstar. So this is... We're talking 20 years that Will Smith... Has not been tethered to reality. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Like. How. Like. like How do you. Like how do you have a sounding board. When you've been this for 20 years. Like who tells you. This is a bad idea. Who tells you. That this doesn't make sense. No one. No one. Yeah you're right. So you know you get this. You get this weird vanity project, but Will Smith doesn't do anything different than lots of these people on this level do. So That's you, true. You know, let the man be. He made a bad movie. That's true. Let me. Um. It's been just a, a a quick little moment on the best actor in this film. Yes, Zoe Kravitz. You know what, Lynn? I think. <laughs> I think. In a very short time. Yes. Um, first of all, Zoe Kravitz, the daughter of Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, right. Who, I mean, it's hard pressed to find two more beautiful human beings right. on this planet, except her stepfather, Jason Momoa. <laughs> right. Um, Lisa Bonet put it on you. <laughs> she, I, yeah, her and Erica Badu. Yeah, exactly. they, they got the sauce. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, um, so so she's got that going for her. Right. But in a very short time, yes. in a very short and small filmography, she has shown herself to be a very understated, um, nuanced, uh, um, talented force to be reckoned with. I completely disagree with you. I think Zoe Kravis is a bad actor. Really? I think she's she's another one that's just sort of there. But, having said that, I really liked her in this. See, Like, the two or three scenes that she was in in this, I was like, huh. I really like Zoe Kravitz in this. Like, as his older sister and as this sort of imagined, you know, he imagines her. Yeah. I re- I really liked her. Now I'm curious because you say that you feel that she's a bad. I actor. never feel like she's ever really invested in what any else of her do, roles. What else in your mind can you think? That I you don't like her in? her in Dope. I don't like her in that X Men movie. I don't like her in Mad Max. I don't like her in um. She was in something else. Did you it- see? Did you watch Big Little Lies on HBO? I did not. She's good in that. Okay, she's I didn't actually see that. Pretty good in that. Mad Max. I thought she, you know, she's was playing her part. I, she and, and she, Dope, she did not strike me as somebody like like the immediacy of what was going. Like she always seems like, well, like her. Like she seems <laughs> like she showed up for this job, okay. but she's not really that hungry. I mean, she's she's got, not really that pressed. She's got a she's little just, bit of a mom in you her, know. and because her mom could be a little laconic on on screen sometimes as well. Lisa Bonet had mad charisma, though. She does. So I, I don't get that from Zoe. But I like her in this. I, 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 I like Zoe Kravis. and she's. Um, I find her very, very interesting, and, and I, I like seeing her on screen. And when I, when she, I see her on screen, I'm like, okay, you know. now that's true. She's a beautiful girl, and well, the camera no, loves it, but, her. But I, but I don't mean, I don't mean no, it no. That way. I and like just, the camera loves her because I do think that there are people who are very attractive that they just sort of fade away when they're on camera. Okay, but Zoe Kravitz, I think you're right. Like she does have that. Yeah, she's got she's got a little of her mom and her right. dad's yeah. charisma. But I I think that she's got um some acting. But I did I'm like her there. in this. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, and it 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 was standard reason. I don't think Lisa. I honestly don't think Lisa Bonet is the greatest actress in the world not at either. all. I, um, another one, charisma kind of carried the day her over. However. Her, fa- her father, Lenny Kravitz, I think is actually is making himself into not a bad actor. He is not a bad actor. Speaking of, you notice one of the things that I said, I was thinking of like those kind of genre y films that mm-hmm. they kind of wheeled out. You'll notice one thing that I didn't name was Hunger Games. Yeah. Which was better than you think it is. If it is. never it really Like looks. if you've never seen Hunger Games, mm-hmm. it's better than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And Lenny Kravitz is part of the reason. Yeah. 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 And I've seen him all, I saw him all on the TV show. Um, recently the, the the TV show with pa- Pamela Adlin um, on oh, FX oh okay uh, he was on an episode in the first season yeah like like uh, and they kind of like dated yeah and, it was, and, he, and he was playing like really nerdy so it was yeah. like and he was still looking like Lenny Kravitz right but he was playing nerdy and I was right. like he's pulling it off yeah I like Lenny Kravitz a lot he, cause never think of him in mm-hmm. that way yeah, I actually wish that he would act more but hey he know what he's doing uh, hey man I'm just saying He living but After Earth. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this sounds like the story sounds like something that an untouchable rich guy came up with. And then some people around him said, this sounds great. And he said, I'm gonna put my kid in it. And they said, this also sounds great. But Let me ask you this. Back to After Earth real quick. because We went on to Will Smith a little bit. The director is M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, who has had a little bit of a resurgence in in recent years. Yes, um, because he um, he's teamed up with the Blumhouse uh, studio. Yes, who basically uh, historically makes movies for roughly five to six million dollars, um, and then they go out and they make like twenty or thirty million dollars. Sure, boom is a, is a big hit. You know, right, based right. On what they're spending. And and my Shyamalan has had a couple of hits with them. Yes. Including Split. Right. Right. Which he basically backdoored yeah. to a sequel of um, Invincible. In- un- Unto- unbreakable. Un- unbreakable. Yeah. Excuse me. I always miss the, t- the two um, movie titles. Um, and people have, you know, they're, they're filling and my like shaman again. So he's he's on a little bit of a on an upward swing. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Will Smith, however, after After Earth, I think the, the the most recent thing after that, well, most recent thing lately was um uh Suicide Squad, yeah, which is not a Will Smith movie because that is decidedly an ensemble. Right, right. Um, but I like the fact that he took that role. I like the fact that he took the role. I don't think he did anything with the role. I think he was too Will Smith for that role myself. Right. Um But God bless him. And, and the movie which is a bad movie. It's not a good movie. But it was a hit. Hey man. Um, there is a sequel be, being played. God bless you but DC. But uh, <laughs> can we count that as an upswing for his career? No. No, no we cannot. I don't know if I was in charge of Will Smith's career. If I was in charge of Will Smith's career, I would go small. Television? Maybe television, but maybe not. To, like, I think he needs to make small films. Mm. I think he, you know, I think... Um, or maybe even the stage. Like I I I wonder what Will Smith would be like on, on the stage. Stage? Wow. wow. I think I think Will Smith the movie star has gotten in the way. Okay. Of Will Smith. Okay. You know, it's almost it's similar to the you know, the issues I think like um Tom Cruise has. Yeah. Where I think these guys get so big mm-hmm. and they're so connected to a certain air. Mm-hmm. That it's difficult for them to get projects that utilize them correctly. Because either they're horribly miscast or they try to capture the energy of of the films that they made 20, 20 you know, 30 years ago. And it just comes off as weird. yeah And, you know, it just doesn't click. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, you know, the story I always think about, you, you know, the, the the great stories that Will Smith was supposed to play Django. Yeah. And Django Unchained, and he said that he didn't want to do it because he didn't get to kill the bad guy. Which, that's Will Smith, the movie star, talking. Yeah. Because I think that would have been interesting. I don't think it would have been as good. Me neither. But I it would have been it interesting. It would have been really interesting. So I wish Will Smith would do more interesting things. And... I wish he'd stop doing this Oscar bait stuff. Like like these kind of schmaltzy, you know, every couple of years he comes out what with was a, it, seven pounds. Right, and he's looking very serious and they're playing the music with the strings concussion. And, right, right. And you can tell this is you know, he's putting together his tape because mm-hmm. he it's wants real. Stuff. You want I want the Oscar and you know. But see, I would say television, and by television I think we mean either cable or a Netflix, series. right? Like a Netflix series. You got to do something like a prestige worthy. Yeah. The only, but the thing of it is, he's been beat to that punch because I think he could have found a home, especially now with suicide with him being a Suicide Squad. He's in the Warner Brothers camp, right? So I think he could have found a home on HBO, right? But they've already got The Rock on ballers and right. say what you want about the series it's a hit no 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 you no know? Um, I would like some of this young wave of of writers to get a hold of Will Smith like I'd love to like see, see what Donald Will- Glover would do with Will Smith oh if, if Will Smith now he, that would be interesting if, that would be interesting if Will Smith maybe did a, a couple of episodes of Atlanta right or make a version like make um do you watch Bo Jackman? Bo, um, Bo Jack Horseman. Yeah, Bo Jack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine a Bo Jack Horseman type series about Will Smith written by, you know, like Aziz Ansari or, you, you know, Lena Waithe you know, one of these oh, wow. you know, one, of this, one of these, this new wave of writers. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of say go. I can see it. You know what? Just a, another thought. 'Cause he's in a Warner Brothers camp. And I'd be stunt casting. I don't gonna say put him on the insecure. Right, right. But that's totally stunt casting. Look, it's Will Smith. So the whatever it is has to surround him. Yeah. Like he has to be the center of it. Yeah. And you know, lean into the fact that he's iconic. Like make him a version of him. I mean, you could. Because he's always gonna be him. It's, it's, so that's the other thing. It's sort of like going back to Ali. Where, like, no matter what you cast him in, it's him, so it's distracting. Mm. Like, he's not somebody who really vanishes into a role. Yeah. Like, have you seen the um, commercials for, the, for the, the Netflix movie coming on? Bright. Where he's playing, like, a policeman with some orcs. I actually have not seen the commercials now. I've seen the Here's the, the thing. He's the most distracting thing in the commercial. So it's not even. So animals. it's like elves and orcs and magic and wands. Oh my God, is that Will Smith? And uh, like looking at the poster, he doesn't even look right. Right. You know what else was better than it should have been? You ever see Hancock? I, I did see Hancock. I liked Hancock. Hancock wasn't bad. That's it was, it was weird, but it wasn't that's bad. when I knew the fix was in when Hancock wasn't better received than it was. Oh uh, I think that I think I I could see Hancock not being as well received because I think Hancock, while better than it should have been, has a lot of tonal issues. So there and because interesting. It, and those tonal issues keep it from really connecting with an audience. Because you don't know how which way you're supposed to be buying in that's it on fair. It, you know? That's like, fair. Hancock yeah. did have tonal stuff. Yeah like, now Hancock you take that story, do that on television with Will Smith in the role. Because leaning into that, that's Will Smith, right? Right. Then you've got something interesting. Hancock, the television show. There, you then you've got something on right like there. FX, and you like put yeah. it after Fargo. Yeah, man. There you, then you've got something. I like that. They Will should, call us up. I was about to say overbook entertainment. Uh, uh, you know I was in about Philly? To say, yeah. You in know Philly? I mean, you know, we're like a degree of separation. Exactly. Hit us up. Alright. Anything else we need to say about After Earth? I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm glad you brought up Zoe Kravitz, though, because I did say, like, I had my notes, like, wow, I really like Zoe Kravitz in this. Yeah. So, maybe that's what Quentin was talking about. Maybe all of this was just a ruse to get us to shout out Zoe Kravitz. To get me to shout out Zoe Kravitz. Alright, but yeah. But, to my original point, black people in the future, I think, is intrinsically radical. That's true. Back to Yehura, we um, we we have to. We were talking before we were taping about how we have to do our Discovery wrap up. Yes, there's an episode uh, of Discovery where they're playing Wyclef at a party, mm. and I thought that was a that's huge, right. That's right. It's yes. a huge deal. You have acknowledged that hip hop is going to survive, yeah, into the future. Yeah, and you know and that this is something that people love, and and it's still maintains. And you, you wisely did not try to create new hip-hop. No, 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 no. For your you know, it's always some dude in the far-off future listening to the Beatles. Right. Because, of course, the Beatles are going to be around. Well, you know what? Wu-Tang Clan gonna be around, too. Oh, boy. Alright, so let's, um... That's it. Alright, so, so would you recommend? I was about to say, would you recommend After Earth? No, boy. Um no i can't i- I can't in good conscience sure sure me either I wouldn't recommend after Earth it's you know it's I wouldn't recommend after Earth full stop, however, there's enough interesting stuff going on that if you found like if after Earth was playing on your flight, go ahead and watch it like I think it's enough, and, and you know kind of like we said, the kind of meta relationship between Will Smith and Jayden where he's sort of yelling at Jayden to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. You can kind of say, wow, I wonder, I wonder if that's really what they're like with each other. So, you know, that'll hold you for a minute and then the set design. But no, it's not a good movie. Get the in-flight magazine, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen. And All the- right. The- after All right, so this was episode 90. Episode 90. So now we're we we are we are revving it up. We are revving it up, ladies. gentlemen. Right. we are in the final stretch. Yes, we are on our road to one hundred. Yes, we are, which will be uh, the Wiz. Yes, which will be a very special screening at Amalgam Commons and Coffee Absolutely. House. Absolutely. Now here's a here's an interesting point, real quick. Actually, uh, we've been going for a minute, so we're giving you some bonus stuff. All right, enjoy. Uh, Ariel Johnson, yes, has asked, yes. Us well she has said that she would love if we could somehow arrange to do a screening at her store. For some like I think she just wants to show these movies at at her store, but she wants to have some kind of pretense of why they're being shown. Hey man. So she wants us to show it. Anything for Ariel Johnson. She's the Billy Preston to our Beatles. So she wants us to screen the movie Polly. <laughs> That's her jam. Yes. That's her jam. I've heard her talk about Polly before. With uh, Keisha Knight Pullman. Yes, this, the Black Pollyanna. Right. And Fel- Felicia Rashad's in that movie, right? I, th- I, I believe, believe so. so. Now, <laughs> that. But wasn't it a TV movie? It's a TV yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it technically would not fall <laughs> under. Eh, we, yeah, sure. Anything for Ariel. But <laughs> I had a thought. Uh-oh. In thinking about this. Because I told her, I said, well, maybe we can do it as kind of like a, the, um, the, uh, 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 the matinee for The Wiz. There you go. Because it's a musical. It is. It leads into a musical. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's, speaking of Wu-Tang. You know what I mean?
1: So for maybe we children. should do that.
0: But then I had another thought. Oh, it's another thought. Why not, why not go big? Oh, okay. Let's go big. How big are we going to go? Tell me what you think about this. Okay, I haven't run this by Ariel yet. All right, and maybe this is too big. Okay, how big is it? It's very big. What is it? So we go to uh, we go to a Malcolm Comics and Coffee House for whatever day we're doing episode one hundred. Right. We show a matinee of Polly. Polly. We have that playing in the mo- in this in the store. Yes. So people, kids can come and they can enjoy watching Polly. Right. Right. Or you can just shop. Or you can shop. Or both. Then we go to The Wiz. Then we go to The Wiz. Perfect lead in because it's a musical. Yes, for the kids. It's for the kids, but it's The Wiz. So yes, adults are so def- definitely uh, invested in wanting to see that film. Absolutely. As well. You know what I mean? Then. And then. After The Wiz goes off. After The Wiz. Which probably goes off like right at closing time. Yes. Eight o'clock or something like that. Shut down the store. Shut down the store. Clean up. Uh huh. We open the store at 9 o'clock. And? We show Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. For Della Reese. For Della Reese. I mean, she... I don't want to do that because I want to do a Harlem Nights episode. Well, then we could. Do, I, I definitely want to do a Harlem okay. Nights episode. Okay, but we but just show F- it. I, then episode 101 could be Harlem we Nights. We do Harlem Nights. All right, that works for me. I like that. Sure, why not? You should probably talk to Ariel about that. I think we should run it by Ariel. <laughs> All right, yes. Because we basically are hauling her story. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we have basically commandeered the story. Yes, yes, yes. And turned it to Amalgam Michelle. There you go. Michelle's Comics and Coffee House. All right, well, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. We'll, we'll talk to But let us know. Let us know. Would you be interested? Yes, just in hang doing out that? and, yes. All right, we got to go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. um, but I just I uh, want to point out to you that November twenty seventh through December third, WPPM LP one hundred six point five FM, Philadelphia and Camden, people powered radio is doing their fall fundraising campaign. Fall fundraising campaign now. Um, because this is a people powered media, we, we do get grants and stuff like that, but primarily, uh, Philly cam is, uh, operates based on the generosity of its memberships and, uh, donators, uh, like you. So we are asking all of our Michelle missionaries, um, to please, if you can donate a dollar, five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars it doesn't matter any amount is is every little bit helps every little bit helps if you can donate do, uh, from the week of november twenty seventh to December third to wppm there'll be links up on the phillycam dot org as well as we'll have uh, links to it on our website michelle com as well so you can donate and you can donate to the uh, station on behalf of of the Michelle Mission. Yes, please do. Or if you are, <laughs> are would be so moved on Thursday uh, November 30th my other show, The Black Tribbles we will be holding a live fundraising event. We did this in the summer. We're doing it again in the fall where The Black Tribbles and uh, assembled guests including Arielle Johnson. And All the right. Coffee House. Will be disrobing for dollars. <laughs> okay. So we'll be, Ooh, it'll be a, a well. live Facebook live event so you can donate. Yes. And get the tribal or guest of your choice to remove uh, clothing. Well, there you go. All for a good cause. All for a good cause. We're disrobing for dollars there on Black Tribbles go. on November 30th at 9 p.m. All right. On WPPM. LP 106.5 FM phillycam.org slash radio. All right. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes. You want to come down and disrobe uh, with I'll us? I'll see what makes? I can do. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This show will be available, as you know, because you found it, on yes. showmission.com. Um Please, uh, if you want to help us out, support Black Podcasts. Yes. And on the podcatcher of your choice, be it Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, tune in wherever and wherever you found the Michelle Mission or the Black Podcast that you enjoy, give us or them a five-star rating and a review, because trust me, that is what helps Build our profile and helps people find our shows. So to all those big time movie lovers that follow all those huge movie podcasts can find our little podcast and realize, yo, this is a dope podcast. That's again. right. All right, we got to get out of here. All right. His name is Vince. Yeah, My we didn't is- say what we're doing next week. Oh, we sure didn't. Yeah. What are we doing next week? Is your pick, Vince? Yes, it is. I'm going. We are going. Let's let's do a proper <laughs> Sydney Portier film. Okay. To serve with love. To serve with love. Boom, 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 Never seen it. You've never seen To Serve With Love. Never seen She'd it. should be very interesting to see what you think of it. I'll be interested in that. Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier and a whole lot of white people. Yes, yeah, probably why I never saw it. Into Sir with Love, that one is... biracial kid looks like the lead singer from Fine Young Cannibals. <laughs> You're you are full of deep cuts, man. She drives me crazy, <laughs> like no one else. Nice. It's a dude, and it looks just like the lead singer. Oh, so that's coming next week, ladies next and gentlemen. Next week to Sir with the, love, and then the following week, Charmel Scipio will be returning here to the Michelle. All so right, as we will be doing a twofer. All we'll right. be reviewing Sister Act and Sister Act Two. Which is so funny. I was watching them just the other night, thinking A, I really enjoy these movies, and B, I don't know if we'll be able to do them because I don't know if these are black films. So I guess that will be part of our conversation. Thus, that will be the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're getting out of here. All right. He's Vince, I'm Len, and parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again.